0: How are you, Nevin?
1: I'm just swell. I'm just so excited to be here.
0: <laughs> Such a nice person.
1: Oh, come on. You know, who says no to hanging out with you at one o'clock on a Saturday afternoon when I could be spending time with my family who I don't see enough of?
0: It was optional. I think you were asked in November to do this, so you knew it what sounds, was going
1: to happen. It sounds like the Christmas present yeah. I had been hoping for come late now. So
0: you still like your son and your wife?
1: I love them. That's yeah, very no, nice. I know. I'm not, I know at this point I'm supposed to be burnt out, uh, yeah. you know. No, I still love it.
0: it. Your, is your family okay with you writing about them? Because now you're writing stuff about your family. You used to just write about food. Mm-hmm. How is that going?
1: Uh, it is definitely delicate. Yeah. Um, my son doesn't read what I write about him yet, but my wife definitely does. What does she think? She definitely has opinions, and I definitely listen to them. Are they Uh, positive or negative? No, it's more kind of, uh, you know, it would be better if you phrased it this way. Oh, okay. It's more about the semantics of talking about her family in a way that's honest and respectful rather than her being like, oh, no, you can't make me look like that. Got it. Oh, no, you can't say that about Zephyr. Because I'm pretty conscientious about not oversharing on their behalf.
0: No, but you did, like, I haven't revealed my kid's name. Oh. You know what I mean? And, like, I don't share photos of them. Fair enough. And I think that what you're doing makes a lot of sense because you're getting paid to do it.
1: Yeah, if I wasn't getting That's paid, what I'm I wouldn't wondering. be doing it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: Because this shit matters. And I think you're not part of a... Sh- it's weird because you literally get paid to write about things that people will promote for free. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. Okay, but you're a professional writer. Absolutely. Though it doesn't feel like it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and you use, your ca- you use your camera phone professionally.
1: Yes, As well as a regular camera. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And if all goes as well, your piece will go up and you'll get paid to write that piece.
1: I certainly hope so. It's the business model I've based my life on. (laughs) And
0: then that publicist will either comp you the menu or send you a thing to get you to come to the place or or figure out a way to get you in the door. And then, if all goes as planned, uh, hundreds of people will come and do what you've just done for free on Instagram.
1: I't do think I'm an influencer, though. I think I'm more of a: you've written about I'm a this nano this recently. Influencer. You, no, no No, Here's
0: <laughs> You've recently written about this for the city paper. you're also yeah. right for the Post, a bunch of other yeah. places. I don't agree with you. You are an influencer, whether you want to be or not.
1: Yeah, and I but, mean that but it, it is an insult. no No just no, 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 but, but the thing about it is is for me, you know, I'm always looking for the story. I'm not sure. going, I'm not going in to get a free meal, to get a picture for Instagram. I know, that. I go I know in, that you're not doing that. No, no, no. So when I go in, I'm looking for a story. I'll get a picture for Instagram if I like it. Yes. But that's not the goal of what I do. I never it's, said you know, it was. No, no, no. I, but I, so I'm not an intentional influencer in that regard. Okay. You know?
0: But it's the restaurant's goal for that to happen.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah, of course, yeah.
0: And then, and I, fe- I know we're all over the map, and I apologize. No. I feel weird about that for my job because it's not that dissimilar to yours. Right. You have more integrity because you just do, period. But I am not comfortable bringing my family into this at all, yet. You know what I mean? When did you feel comfortable bringing Zephyr into this type of stuff?
1: Well, I got to be honest. I was meeting with an agent about a book project uh, around the time that Zephyr was born. And uh, it was a food project. And he said, you know, honestly, you should start writing about parenting because most of the people that write about parenting are moms. Yeah. And there's a very narrow slice of parenting writing that's done by dads. And he was like, to be honest, you have kind of a unique situation, which I know you think about a lot because we've talked about it, being the fact that you're in an interracial marriage and you have a multiracial son. And that's uh, something in America that's becoming more and more prevalent Mm -hmm. and people are becoming interested in. And he actually suggested that I write about it. And at first I was like, I don't know, seems like a little too bloggy confessional for me. But I actually came to realize, and the only reason I started doing it, it is that I actually had something to say, something that I wanted to share, and that's why I don't write as much parenting as I do food, because yeah. if I'm going to do a parenting piece, if it's about my family, it has to really mean something. Okay. I, I'm not in the business of just like churning out three posts a week, you know, like hot takes on whatever the parenting drama du jour is. Yeah. Um, so what a, is the drama, is you
0: sure You're an older parent than I am. Yeah, that's just how it works. Um, your son is older. Yeah. Uh, what is the like to eight? He's nine, right? Seven. Seven. I don't apologize. get ahead of me. Don't get ahead of me. So. Come on. What is what is the so is that second
1: grade, first grade? He's what is a the, January baby? Yep. What is
0: the first grade uh, to do right now? Is everyone freaking out about coronavirus? What's the deal?
1: No, they don't think about it. Um, that has not been brought up in first grade. That's they, good. They uh, they actually just finished a really interesting uh, segment on uh, Black Lives Matter. Okay. Which uh, to see a class full of first graders get taught about you know social equity yeah. and you know racial disparity and I, it was pretty amazing because my son comes home and starts talking about it and uh, it's not the conversation you expect to have with Not the son with a first all. grader. No. So um, so that's what's super exciting. Like. In the class and then he's just big into art so oh, that's nice yeah what about the parents what are we into yeah uh, not his <laughs> pa- not, not you and your wife but i mean like the <laughs> other parents like what's um, what's the main I, Well, topic, the drama first grade is that uh this is when they really start digging into math and reading okay so you know it takes a lot of kids a fair amount of help to get off the ground with that So yeah. i think the stress is over that and also they also start developing personalities and with personalities comes stubbornness and with yeah. stubbornness comes somebody not doing what you need them to do when you ask them to do it. <laughs> this is a good way
0: to transition to the food thing. Uh, yeah. is it? Has he ever been stubborn about food?
1: Oh, yeah. He's a vegetarian. so
0: By? Design. Design. His design.
1: His design. Okay. No, he he came. He never liked meat as a little kid when we tried. You're going through the solids phase. Yeah. We started out with the chicken empanada at the farmer's market. Yeah, yeah. He didn't like it. He didn't like any other meat that we ever really? fed Really? From came the start? From the start. And then he came home in pre-K one day and he was like, so uh, dad, do you know where meat comes from? And I was like, yeah, it comes from animals. And he's like, well, um, I've decided that I don't ever want to eat another animal. Wow. And I was like, Okay. You're gonna be a vegetarian. There's gonna be some rules. Like you're gonna have to eat what we put in front of you. This is not. An Does he to eat. Li- do you have the Smiths on a lot at home? What do you <laughs> you? <laughs> no, you know we have not introduced him to the Smiths yet. He uh, unfortunately is in a Lizzo slash Lil Nas X phase. He likes so. Lizzo. Oh and Lil god, Nas dude. X? Yes, um, it, it's pretty funny though because he's like, uh, like the way she says shit in the songs. He's like. But shit! Like he doesn't, he doesn't, he keeps saying it. I'm like, you know, it's just a thing. It's a thing you say in songs. Have
0: you tried to sneak meat to the boy? No, no. Okay.
1: Because it's his decision. I'm not gonna try to punk him.
0: Yeah, but your money. (laughs) I'm assuming he doesn't buy his own groceries.
1: No, he does not. So he
0: should get a job if he wants to be a vision. Wow. Um,
1: Man, your kid is gonna have a tough life, man.
0: No, he's not. (laughs) <laughs> very, very, very easy life comparatively. Um, <laughs> no, he, unfortunately, maybe fortunately, his favorite food is meatballs right now. That's cool, man. Not necessarily. There's do a lot of like steps to in make that. meatballs? No, they're no, fine. No. It's fine to make what meatballs. What mean there are so it's
1: many steps? It's so easy.
0: Yeah, but compared to like eating an avocado slice or a Cheerio or like I meatballs mean, I has like so. more than one ingredient, so therefore that's it's more complicated. Tr- that's true. His I, pasta
1: has five ingredients. I'll have you know.
0: That's cool. <laughs> no, no. It's okay. So six you can,
1: if you include truffle salt. <laughs>
0: fuck you. Uh, speaking of fuck you, New Kitchens on the Block is returning.
1: Yes, April 5th at Mess Hall. It's a fantastic lineup. Um, Nine new restaurants that haven't opened yet.
0: Are you surprised that the DC food scene hasn't taken a hit in the last three and a half years? Yes a noticeable hit.
1: Yes and no. I mean, because we're at the stage in development where so many of the restaurants that are opening are from out of town, and the okay. people who are opening up from out of town are a whole new... Uh, pool of money, and they just see DC as a place where they can make more of it. Sure. And so they're just like, let's plunk one of those over there, and one of those over there, because that seems like a hot spot, and this seems like a concept that might match it. So I'm not surprised, because there is so much outside money coming into town. Um,
0: is it fair to say that in November 2016, you were a little like worried about the food scene here? Because I was.
1: Well, I was more worried about the you know the, the America scene. Because it would get thing. too
0: good. And it's like you don't want to come down from this in eight years. Knock on what twelve? You never know. Yeah. So like, that's why it was so good because it be things would be easier for you and your family.
1: Uh, I didn't really think of it in those terms. Uh, yeah, I wasn't really thinking about the restaurants in November twenty. Oh, we're different people. I mean, I yeah. I just I just I care just about food.
0: About I guess you don't. No, I
1: mean, you know, to author be
0: honest, of eight books about food, <laughs> <laughs> and writer for the Washington Post and City Paper about food, and producer of food events. I thought I just I, thought you'd care. I do. That's all I'm saying. But.
1: You know, there's like a part of me that just like stopped caring as much as I did about other things.
0: Well, I mean, you You used to be a better writer, is what I'm
1: trying to say to you. Dude, that's (laughs) not the first time it's been said, nor will it be the last. You know, just think about how it'll be when I'm 55. You know, people be like, oh, I remember Mm -hmm. when you were 45. And I'll be like, well, are you really 45? Yeah. You look great. You know, you were 45. Skincare rich. I'm going to write on on everyone's
0: age today, I've decided. (laughs) You're the oldest person on today's show thus far. You're not the oldest person on the show.
1: That's amazing. That's That's I, you're pretty ageist. 45's not that old. It's Just that wait till you get here, and you'll be like, "Oh, it's nothing." No, it's not that old at all. <laughs> you look great. I'm being sincere. I spent a lot of money at Kiehl's. Do you wish you had more gray hair? No, you I'm know, looking it's, it's around. In, yeah, um, exactly. If if you know, I could take off my shirt, and you could check out my chest. Oh, do you really have gray hair. chest oh, man, hair? It's like the white wolf. Did down they
0: come there. in more on your chest before your head? Because you, yeah. you you barely yeah. have it on the sides. I
1: got to tell you, the the really scary ones is when you start getting the ball. Yeah, the ball lights. shit. Ooh. That, that, that's a moment in the mirror when you're like, yeah, I wouldn't consider hair dye up there, but maybe. Yeah, yeah I understand I that. So, just a thought.
0: I wonder if your son's ever going to listen to this when he's older. I'm guessing no. I'm going to guess no. Do you yeah. think your son will care about anything you write about? Absolutely. Why? Because it's he about can, him? Because
1: it's about him. And, yeah, that's fair. And to be fair, you know, like we have already had discussions, my wife and I, about at the point that he becomes aware of it and can read it, that we'll have a conversation with about him if he's comfortable with it, and if he's not, then I can not do it. Because, you know, first and foremost, that's his life, even though it's my lens. So, I don't want to do something that's contrary to his... Do you
0: think he'll ask for half the pay that you got from pieces about him? (laughs) Or all (laughs) of the pay? It's like, I'm the subject, give me the money.
1: And I'll be like, yes, but you're going to be surprised how small the paycheck (laughs) is. (laughs) I don't want... And that's how you'll teach
0: him not to be a writer.
1: Yeah, yeah. God, man, you got to have a side Would you
0: be... Oh, there's a good question. Maybe.
1: Maybe. What? I don't know. It's, it's would kind you of 50-50. Would you point. be happier if you decided to be a chef or a writer? Oh, God, man. Um, that's really tough. I know. That's why I asked it. I, I know. It's, uh, it's actually the best question you've asked all day because it stumps it's stumps me. It's not a good one. No. Um, that, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Um, I think probably I'd be most disappointed if he did something that he didn't want to do just for the money. So I don't You're know. not doing either
0: of these things for the money, at least when you start
1: at least when you start. But I mean, that's what I mean. If he just went off and he was like, "Hey, I'm going to do whatever. I'm going to work at an equity fund just because so I can make money." So you want him to work at an
0: equity firm for a ton yeah. of money.
1: That's what I'm saying. I'd actually rather him be a chef or a writer if he really felt passionate about it rather than just doing something for the money. At least for the first 20 years when he gets to my age, he can totally sell it. When out he's and do 45, whatever he do
0: whatever you want.
1: Exactly. I would rather make him kid be a writer than a chef. Well, to be honest, you're at home more. Yeah. Um, and you do get that time, even though you're totally stressed out and probably yeah. working in an office the whole time. I think
0: you're just less likely to get addicted to anything.
1: I don't know. There's, there's a lot of addicted writers that would disagree with you on that. But, I understand that. But the kitchen culture is rife with addiction yeah. of many kinds. So yeah. um, I would say you're, you're probably right. The kitchen culture does have more drug addicts and alcoholics than writers. But it's, na- it's a narrow, you know.
0: I don't disagree. Yeah. But I'm just saying, let's rank your top five favorite burnt-out chefs. Number one, go. No, oh, we're not going to do that. God, oh, man, that would new be so New Kitchens mean. on the Block. Oh, <laughs> yes. you actually have
1: five in your head, don't you? Probably. Oh, that's great. Um, new Kitchens on the Block, which is about young, totally not burned out chefs. Not
0: all the time. Sometimes it's about really cool veteran chefs doing something brand new, and that's, that's also true. good, too, because I think your pizza oven chef, like... Was it last session or two sessions ago?
1: Amy Brandwine yeah. opens Centralina.
0: Yeah. I'm not saying that she's old in any way. I'm just saying she's not no, no, like she, a new person. No, no, no. She's been around they, no, no. for a she minute. She came up
1: with Roberta Donna. She was, uh, she's had a couple of restaurants. So Absolutely. it's a
0: huge, It's not a huge, it's a very good array of individuals.
1: Absolutely. This time we have uh, Jerk at Night, which does Jamaican food. We have Senjo's Upper, upper East Side, which is uh, plant-based Italian deli. And it's
0: the first one in D.C., right? Well, when it opens, it will be.
1: Uh, I think it'll be the first one ever, yes. Uh, it's owned by the same guy who owns Pow Pow okay. and does Bubby's Plant, Yeah, yeah. Uh, burgers and Fizz. Uh, we've got Yang, which is the new restaurant from Alex McCoy, who owns or owned Alfie and owns Somtam and Lucky Buns. Um, we've got Yardbird, which is a Southern concept that's coming to town. We've got Matthew Ramsey, who you might remember from Porn Burger. I do. He's doing a restaurant called Cold Beer. <laughs> it's going to be simple, globally I get influenced it. comfort food. I like it. Um, do you? Are you still excited to do this? Because this is like the 10th a night? Wow, don't get ahead of me. You're getting Cause ahead you of me. Because you do two a year, seventh, right? Yeah, yeah. Seventh generation. This is the seventh. Okay. Last year was the first one we did two in the same calendar year. Got it. Okay. So I uh, kept... Uh, thought, uh, yeah, Yeah. no, I do get excited. I mean, there's always new people, though this time we're having Alex McCoy back, and we're having uh, the Bubbies guys, are the people behind Chenjo's, so um, we're having a couple people back that we know and love, but yeah. uh, I get to meet a lot of young... Chefs that are just starting out or just getting their first restaurant. And, do
0: you uh, think this concept cool? could work in other cities? Absolutely. I wish there was a, like a touring type of
1: thing. I wish it was too. You know, I've talked to him about it with Al, and Al just thinks I'm crazy. Not because he doesn't think it would work, but the problem is, is you need someone like me on the ground in every city that knows what you know, restaurants are opening and can get to the chefs. In no way I do
0: I disagree. But is Richmond close enough for you to know what's going on? Is Baltimore close enough for you to know about? I know you can't know as much as you know no, in no, DC. No, no,
1: um, I. Yeah, I feel like both of those would be good places to start.
0: And then you do the very basic like no different than a touring band, like yep. you do those two next, and then you do Philly and the, yep. like it's and just slowly move that way. I just I love this event so much and I'm hopefully going to bring my kid and just shove a bunch of food he's never had before in his face. To <laughs> I expose him so to new things. I'm completely no, no. serious.
1: Please. But only if you promise to write nice things about us.
0: I always write nice things about you. Except
1: the rain or the suburban concept. Oh, yeah. One
0: year, it was like six of your seven things were not in D.C. proper. That
1: was not true. There were three, I think. I think you're wrong. Or, th- or they were like the three best. Oh, well, one was Agni, which unfortunately has shut down. That was the Indian restaurant uh, that opened up out in Virginia. But, uh, you have yeah. my,
0: best fast, my favorite fast casual of all time.
1: What was the, Rasa? Rasa. Yeah, that was nice.
0: Up. You're the most recent one I had. I was amazing, and I was very shocked. It's like like a mini chain. Uh, I know exactly where it was when you walk in. And cracked? No, that was two. One ago. It had like a stew, like a fish stew thing.
1: Oh, La Famosa? Yeah, I think so. Yep, they're like, opening up. Uh, they're
0: like a mini chain. I didn't know that until I did some basic research. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm I thinking think of the you wrong did
1: the wrong thing. research. They no, there's none of them. That's Great. the first one. It hasn't Great. even opened yet. Great. <laughs>
0: Anyways, I love the event so much. It's April fifth. You're the author of eight books. You have more. What you, what's the next one you're working on? I can't say. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um You're writing for the, post. You're writing for the post more about food. You're writing for the City Paper more on food. Yeah. I liked your influencer piece Thank in you. the City Paper. Um,
1: yeah, that was a fun one. Kind of a deep dive into how the many
0: influencers? Side. How many? Uh, sorry. How many? Uh, um, Fans that you got because you spent a hundred dollars at yeah. the end of the experiment to see like yeah. for, and after one week you had like eleven thousand followers or something like that twenty thousand followers no, over a hundred thousand followers on yeah. Instagram.
1: Wait no no sorry we had eleven thousand followers for hundred and ten bucks. That's it yeah. yeah yeah. It was a little it was a little ridiculous yeah, because then people just start following you and like you know yeah, everything. Like, do you want to collab? Yeah. Would you like to collab? No, I would not. But yeah. thank you. Everything's
0: okay. a lie. Uh, nothing is real. Uh, and what you do in in a, in a, in a way is um. Make that influencer bullshit into something really cool and really real, <laughs> and that's why I love New
1: Kitchens on the Block. I'm completely serious. Wow, th- this is like a, a, a total spiral here. I like it. It always is. A, it's always a spiral with me, it sir. Is downward, uh, downward or otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I love Nine Inch Nails. Uh, the fact that he's alive is insane. Um, heroin works, guys.
1: By the way, I love the uh, the onesie that Al got for your kid. I also love it. My wife yeah. does not.
0: No, but no. you at least took
1: a picture of him in it for out.: I did, okay. I did. Okay. Well, he wears his
0: Mess Hall onesie more than he wears his Nine Inch Nails onesie.
1: Well, the Mess Hall one's pretty dope, too. And <laughs> yeah, some
0: Come plugs on. for your shit. Um, no. April, April 5th. Um, yes. I I'm, I'm wouldn't be shocked if it's like the early tickets already sold out.
1: Early bird tickets are already sold out. That's yes. awesome, But man. there's still general admission and VIP. That's great. Eventbrite.com.
0: Uh, you're a good person. I enjoy you're reading swell. your stuff. And I, okay, and I thank you for getting back to me when I text you about specific questions uh, related to your piece. I texted you about a thing, maybe email, I don't know. Uh, you went to Mexico Yes And I was interested More about the thing And uh, it was nice To read was, something yeah. In print And then be able To get a hold Of the author That quickly So thank you You went to that. San
1: Miguel Right <laughs> I, went to Sa-
0: I went with San Miguel With my one month old It yeah. was great um,
1: So t- I mean It's such a It's a fun walking city It's yeah, great I'm, food Yeah it, It's super mellow too So I mean it, I think it's actually Great with a one year old
0: I am not joking I'm using all of these ideas To potentially plan something Oh cool <laughs> And if n- it never happens I won't be surprised. It's all very right. difficult To plan anything thing these days, and you know that. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Thank you, good sir. It's been awesome. Enjoy
0: your child's auction. (laughs) Alexandra, please come up here if you're so willing. Uh, You're a talented person, Alexandra. Nevin, you're also talented in very different ways, but you both use the written word. Oh, boy. How are you?
2: I'm good. I'm caught in the microphone cord. Oh, your
0: skirt is amazing. Oh, thank you. Have you worn this on the show before?
2: No. I actually just got it in uh, Las Vegas.
0: Oh yeah, because you were in Vegas. Yeah, could I take a photo of your skirts? Yes, please. Thank you. Um,
2: it's got tons of eyes, but they look sort of vonnegut which is why I was like intrigued by it.
0: Why? Why were you in Vegas? I
2: was there to cover the caucuses.
0: Okay, why?
2: Uh, that's a better question. Which is. Because I'm always like, whenever I get in a room covering something, I'm like, I'm superfluous. Why am I here? Yeah, you're <laughs> a,
0: you're a columnist. Yeah. you get to say the fun stuff that everyone's thinking, but say it in a more clever way than we could ever formulate.
2: But it's all. I guess it's kind of nice to like actually sort of do the thing where you go to like a real diner and talk to like the proverbial diner voter. Sure. Um, but, in Vegas. Yeah, and well, the funny thing in Vegas too is like there is a caucus in the Bellagio, and so. Like, there were, like, 130 journalists there and, like, 123 caucusing people. And it's like, all right, I understand. This is crazy. This seems like somebody's budget priorities were not correct.
0: Did you learn anything?
2: Um, I think I learned that the caucus process is really weird, which is something I sort of knew going in from Iowa. Uh, Because I went to a caucus that just, like, was sort of, through nobody's actual intention, went disastrously. So it was just like watching people sort of be slowly defeated by a form over the course of like four hours. And it was yeah. just very sad. It, 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 Cause like, nobody was like, we're going to like make this caucus go badly. It was just like, people had childcare responsibilities. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like Monday night. Like they did the first thing and then they were like waiting for people to realign and people were like, I have to go. And so they were like turning in their forms before they were supposed to realign. And it just like, and then it started mushrooming and at midnight, somebody's like, when are we going to get to vote? Like, are we even going to get to vote? And it was just like a nightmare. And then yeah, so that didn't go so hot.
0: But on the positive side, this is probably going to help your book sales.
2: <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I just uh, felt... Well,
0: your book is called Nothing is Wrong and Here is Why. And it's got, uh, a, not infamous, but a, a relatively famous um, uh, portrait. Not portrait. Yeah,
2: Goya. Uh, Saturn eating his children. Yeah,
0: and then, but he's wearing a MAGA hat. Yes. I mean, it's meant for... Like, the downfall of the Iowa caucus is, like, perfectly aligns with your book.
2: Well, the funny thing is, I also, I I kept being like, I need to add a new chapter to explain, like, all the news between when I finished compiling the book and the present. And then I keep being like, no, there's too much news. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
0: Have you thought about, like, a a one-page, we didn't start the fire-inspired one line of what happened one thing per week?
2: That's a good idea. Because right now, I keep being like, there's going to be, like, four pages, and it's going to be a history lesson from the future explaining everything that's happened. And they're like... Or you could just have a blank page. And I'm like, maybe the blank page is better. No, I like so. the first
0: one. Just go for it, man. It's yeah. great. Um, does it make you nervous to... P- it's a collection of your work, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a
2: collection. It's got a couple of new things, but it's mostly sort of like a rough draft history of the past four years. Does it feel
0: like seen. cheating?
2: I so as I don't think it is. <laughs> and I like
0: reading these collections.
2: Good. Then no. Okay, good. <laughs> but
0: you as an individual who's consistently putting out new stuff, does it feel like cheating to you?
2: It doesn't – here's why. It doesn't feel like cheating because as a reader, the thing I most enjoy reading is compilations of other people's columns Good. from the okay. past. And so I'm like, this is my jam. Yeah. Thank you, Robert Benchley, for putting these all in a book for me. Yeah. Like So uh, to me, I'm like, I don't feel cheated. And I just hope that like people's dads at the airport will see the book and be like, I've never heard of this person and I want to read about the past. Like That's sort of the vibe i will happen. Your book
0: cover – does not convey that at all (laughs) your book cover is so perfect and in the moment and hipster bullshit i love it and i hope it helps sales just
2: put it at urban outfitters it it does look like something (laughs) that's there and and, in in a
0: good way it's a really really well designed uh who who chose the title
2: uh i did okay good job thank you (laughs) i i love like just really long unwieldy terrible titles and which you can sense from all of my book titles so far yeah but
0: Is it nice to be able to say that out loud? Or all both of, of my, my book titles? titles yeah, right I know,
2: now? no, this is the dream. It's funny, like this month has been a like I have just like every single many things that I've dreamed about are coming to fruition all at once, and it's very stressful, but also extremely nice. Where yeah. it's like, oh man, I have like a book deadline, and then I have to go to rehearsal for my new play, and then my Inher- musical, and in- it's like, oh, w- what an asshole! I hate. And Here,
0: the windbag at Atlas Theater opening March 11th and runs to the 29th by Mosaic Theater. Uh, that's the play. Yes. What's the musical?
2: The musical, it's this PG Woodhouse adaptation. It's like the least newsy thing I've ever written in my life, and I love it so much in like a very tender way. So if you
0: had to rank these like children, you'd rank the musical highest.
2: Oh, oh man. Oh, don't make me do that. I'm doing
0: it right now. No. A uh, second would be the play?
2: I don't, well, the play, so... I'm completely obsessed with the Buckley Vidal debates to yeah. the extent that literally it, it may have ruined my honeymoon. And we're not ruined. I would say. like... Well, you're still
0: together, right? We're still together. Then there you go. It's fine.
2: But Steve like put up with a lot. I like we're sitting there like going up to like the ski slope and he and I'm like here's a fun fact about Gore Vidal's life and he's like this isn't sort of the vibe I was hoping we'd have in these. Yeah, moments. but he knew he was
0: marrying, right? Yeah. Okay. No, this he, wasn't an arranged marriage. He knew, marriage.
2: and then he like knew by the end. Of, he was like, oh yeah, so there's not like a surprise person yes. waiting like. You know, you sometimes think, oh, like there's gonna be a bonus person once we actually get married, like Beauty and the Beast so. Kids. Yeah. Oh, kids. Those are usually yeah. kids. Bonus, bonus people bonus are usually people. kids. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you you're saying your husband didn't know what he was marrying until you were on that ski slope, and you're giving out Gore v. Vidal trivia.
2: Oh yeah. Well, Gore Eugene Luther Gore Vidal uh, trivia. Oh god. His real name was Eugene,
0: but. Do you respect men named Eugene? Yeah. So do I. Yeah. I was just McCarthy
2: wondering. Vidal. uh... That's all that. Oh, and what's his name? Uh, Levy? Yeah, I respect him.
0: Yeah.
2: Who are other Eugene? What was this? I, I can't remember things. I is this do like a, a, a crap motion. No, it's like, you know, yeah.
0: Okay, no, I don't. Uh, moving <laughs> on.
2: Visual uh, comedy for those listening at home.
0: Do you ever worry that you're going to be too bummed out to write what you want to write?
2: Yeah, <laughs> which is why I'm not a daily column every day. <laughs>
0: No, yeah, you, it's in print every Saturday, is yeah. that it? And then, but, and then
2: it's online most days. Like, yeah, it is most days, yeah. and then
0: you do compost. Yeah, So although
2: well, they're trying to like rebrand it so it's not compost anymore, it's just like, well, the, the chat might be called compost and no one really knows, and the blog is called Alexandra Petri writes for the Washington Post. That's awesome. We've done a really good job of branding it so it's clear and not confusing at all.
0: Uh, by the way, her name is not pronounced Petri, even though her Twitter handle is Petri Dishes.
2: Yeah, no, I'm hoisting myself by a petard there.
0: Um... Do you ever feel like you're too smart for your own good?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> really?
0: <laughs> really? How old are you, by the way? Uh, thirty-one. Thirty-one. So you're thirty-one. Last person was forty-five. Person before her was 26, 30, 25. 30. Yeah, it was I'm my gonna...
2: Hoover year, I think.
0: God, you're right? great. Did you? I were... was trying
2: to do like president birthdays where you would have like a themed, like a your Coolidge year would be your like. <laughs> Thirtieth uh, birthday, like yeah, a yeah, college yeah, yeah, themed yeah. just fun, like silent party, yeah. um, and then like Hoover. I don't know, like a long like line, everyone's waiting around. Yeah, sadly. like there's a dust bowl. I don't know. Um, your are Are you party. writing a
0: column right now?
2: No, this is like, I genuinely have embraced this party concept, except I had, one year I had a Woodrow Wilson themed party and it was not my 28th birthday, which is like, that's my yeah, biggest that's regret Yeah, that's the about biggest the regret no, of that yeah, proud party. No. Um, well, the, the Woodrow Wilson impersonator was like a lovely man and I felt sort of bad for him that he hitched his wagon to Woodrow Wilson.
0: You said this in context. That's a real thing that you did. This is amazing.
2: It was like... It was a great party, but also I was like, I learned a lot about Woodrow Wilson, and I now understand that he's a bad concept for a party. (laughs) Correct. Yeah, it was like the party was its own defeat in the course of the evening. We're like, oh, (laughs) he's telling us some stories that I wish I'd known before picking this concept. So
0: that would make for a good one act play.
2: Yeah. Then he, he sang, he sang apparently some songs like Princeton fight songs. This guy, anyway, if you ever need a Woodrow Wilson impersonator, he also does Joseph from the Bible and Patrick Henry. So, like, he Joseph, has Joseph, who you
0: may know as from the Bible.
2: Well, like, not there's other Josephs. I get it. There. Yeah, McCarthy. McCarthy. There you go. <laughs> uh, sorry. I really like the Don't McCarthy apologize. Guy.
0: You're wonderful. Um, uh, we just uh, well, ummed at the same time, too. Oh. Are you excited that today is South Carolina's primary?
2: I I mean, I'm excited in that it means the primaries will be are getting closer to being over.
0: Yeah. Honestly, though, four to eight more years of this has got to be good for you.
2: I, no, because I think it's like, I, I just really wish that it's not going to be four to eight more years of this. Like, I want it to be, like, maximum a few more months of this. And then, like, you know... It, we, just as a country, I feel like a country where like the journalists are continuing to be like, oh, this is a good thing that we have. And it's nice that we have this body of people whose job is to tell us the truth about things. And like people are like, yes, that's a sentiment I agree with. Like, I don't know, four more years of this. And I'm not sure that sentiment will be widely prevailing. And I think, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's among many of the things like, you know, it's just garbage for the country. I'm happy to like have like less palpably ridiculous things going on. So I have to work harder. I'd much prefer that.
0: Yeah. Too bad it's not going to happen.
2: Oh, uh, well, you never know. I think you do. Well, I don't... You know... Uh.
0: Did I just defeat you? I don't feel like I won, but I feel like I defeated you. Yeah. Does that make sense?
2: <laughs> no, exactly. It's like yeah. a Pyrrhic victory. Yeah. Um, excited to have
0: your play at the Atlas?
2: I am. I'm excited. The cast is awesome. And, like... Did you get
0: to have a choice in casting?
2: Yeah, no. That's got to be weird. It's fun and weird at the same time. Uh, and... No, like, we've got, like, two characters who are, like, they play a whole bunch of roles. And so, like, the same person is playing, like, Ayn Rand and also, like, Mrs. Buckley. And she's just, like, crushing it. So, yeah, Tamika Chavez, like, keep your eyes out. Do you think uh, audience
0: members would enjoy this more if they knew about the debate or they should go in blind?
2: I think if you know about it, you'll have a good time. And if you don't know about it, you'll be like, what the fuck? So we this? need to expose people. So <laughs> what, what Hopefully, is... it explains itself in the course of the show.
0: What is something that they. Is there a documentary? Is there a specific. There is a
2: documentary uh, called Best of Enemies that's like a good primer. It was like five years on old? It. Yeah. Yeah. I think 2015 or something.
0: It was a good film. Yeah. Um, did you see that first and then get excited about that or knew about this already?
2: I sort of. Like, it was in the back of my mind just because, like, Gore Vidal's, like, a local lad, and so, like, you know, he's hanging out still in Rock Creek Cemetery. That's a weird way of describing someone being buried. A local lad? He's Um, hanging
0: out still. He's a
1: local lad. But,
2: no, yeah, and he, like, went to St. Albans and all that stuff, and so uh, he... So, like, he was sort of in the ether. And then I saw the documentary, and I'm like, oh, this is the most interesting thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I've got to learn everything about these guys. So I, like, took God and Man at Yale to the beach, and I'm just, like, sitting... Which I don't recommend. Like, <laughs> it's not a good beach read. And the font is so large. So you'd think it would be a quick read, but it's not. No. It's really not. Um, and, yeah, so I was trying to, like... But, but, like, Vidal's essays are much quicker reading just because, like, he won't always use the word hemi-demi-semiquaver when you could use another shorter word, and I appreciate that yeah. about him. Um, but, no, so I I just, like, steeped myself in these, like, ridiculous polysyllabic men for years, and I... I have no regrets. I mean, I have some regrets, mostly honeymoon related, but yeah, I mostly yeah. have no regrets. What did
0: you think of the Jeopardy tournament? Of Jam- not tournament, Champions, Sorry, like the, the three greatest whatever. Oh, I fo- loved it. Oh, I your head. I loved are, are you it okay? so
2: much I hit my head on something. Uh, um,
0: for the people that don't know, you were on Jeopardy. I was. Cool. Um, I think the Washington. <laughs> I think yeah. it was. I think it was the Washington Post that published a piece that made no fucking sense to me. Of uh, uh it wasn't you, clearly. Uh, something to the effect of like, why are they doing this? This is not what Jeopardy's about. It's like, no, that's the exact oh, opposite. No, this I, this I, is exactly I, what Jeopardy's it about. It was
2: absolutely <laughs> riveting and I loved it. Like yeah. I I just wish they had they could do more of it. Because I mean, I know part of the thing is like you're only supposed to come back, like they have a very specific rules for who can come back and when and how. But I'm just like, no, bring back everyone. Was, oh, like, yeah. all the dream rematches where you're like, I'd actually like to see how yeah, like Sarah went up against, you know, uh Buzzy. You Would know? you
0: ever want to go back on?
2: Honestly, I think both yes and no yes because i'd love to go back on because it's jeopardy sure but no because i think the point when i went on was like the point when i knew most about like ap biology i know almost oh, nothing about it now because it was like right out of high school and that's when you have all this like weird general knowledge sort of still percolating yeah, in but there but you
1: probably do better
0: with some of the pop culture stuff that you didn't know then that is true and like i think it's a wash
2: I, well, I'm glad that you think it would be a watch. I think it would it'd be really like a well. route. Um but No, cuz
0: you're in a newsroom now. You're probably seeing a little bit of everything in a in a more ver- like a varied way than you ever have.
2: But it also like through like a very like y like everything is always a couple of clicks away, so I'm not sure if my brain is storing it the same way. That's an interesting point. Where it's point. like sort of instinctive yeah. like at this knowledge of like at, where you can just snap and hit it and get there where cuz I feel like now I'm like I vaguely know like Ariana Grande's like general life and backstory, sure. but I wouldn't be able to immediately summon all the names of everything. But when it's,
0: whenever the answer is something like Ariana Grande, there's like four context clue hints. Yeah. You could nail it based just on that.
2: Well, I'm appreciating this Jeopardy pep talk. Yeah. I think
0: you should do it, and I don't know why you're not. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> who should be the new host? Oh, man. Or should they retire the show and no one ever learns a new thing?
2: I think there should be a new host... I don't know. There's so there's like oh, so many good options. I don't really have a horse picked. It's
0: got to be Jennings. You got to do Jennings.
2: I mean, I love Ken Jennings. It's got to be Giants. He's a delightful guy, but like, there's many delightful Jeopardy people. Yeah,
0: yet. but he's the most delightful. He's so delightful. and he and looks we way both, better.
2: So every so often on Twitter, we have like this conversation about that one Garfield comic. You know, like where John like. So basically, the premise is Garfield's at the vet, and the vet. Liz, this is back when John is not with Liz, the vet, which I think was the correct state of affairs, and now he's with her, and it's like something like wrong in Liz's life. Um, But so John is sitting there, and uh, he just randomly drinks something that's sitting on the counter, and Liz says, congratulations, you're going to give birth to a very healthy litter of puppies. And... According to Jim Davis, the punchline and premise of this joke was that that was a cow supplement. It was a do- probably a dog supplement, analogous to a cow supplement that helps you have healthy cow litters. Nope. And to Ken Jennings and many other informed readers, that's just a cup of dogs. Yep. And so we get into this every few months on the internet, because yep. I'm like, well technically according to Jim Davis, this is a cow supplement. Because to me it's funnier that like he thought that this would be a reference that people would just get. It was like, oh, it's this obviously This guy cows, drank a dog and is trying to normalize supplement. it. He yeah. drinks
0: dog come on the regular and he's trying to normalize yeah. it.
2: Yeah. No, you know. No no shaming for I people. am
0: shaming people that do that. Actually, I yeah, am the, so I, take I am back. openly shaming you. Don't do that.
2: Yeah, my uh, Yeah, I, I re- retract my <laughs> failure to shame. Actually, I sh- lots of shame. Yep. Uh yeah. I mean Lots yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm trying to think if there's any caveat. I think for once there's no caveat nope. you need to put on that. That's nope. just a shameful thing. I'm assuming
0: you enjoy Garfield without Garfield.
2: I do. Yeah, that's I pretty I actually even enjoy Garfield with Garfield, which... You're I crazy. Yeah, That's crazy. That's, but that's, I know that that's because something is broken in my brain. And I think
0: that's why you're able to work for an institution like the Washington Post, because you're able to attract readers from both the left and the right, young and old. You like Garfield, Garfield, and just Garfield. <laughs> and that's pretty rare these days.
2: <laughs> yeah. <I> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and your views on uh, dog stuff is very liberal. It's nice to hear that.
2: Well, I, I think maybe too liberal we discovered <laughs> over the course of this conversation. I'm sure
0: lots of readers of the Washington Post would say too liberal. Yeah. How does it feel working for Jeff?
2: Oh man, I love having to. Dis- I like getting to disclose whenever you mention Amazon. It's <laughs> like Jeff Bezos, the founder and CEO of Amazon, also owns the Washington Post, and it's a nice little touch whenever you have to describe. Have something you ever that's written something
0: it's so you would intentionally have to say it every single time that he, like every single business that Jeff Bezos owns?
2: I wrote something about like when Amazon was trying to come locally. I, I wrote about that, and I had to keep like, yeah. mentioning it a bunch of times. And there's a certain point when you're like, is. How is this landing? Like it's well, it's I love weird. it. It's yeah. for
0: me, which is probably yeah. not a good idea.
2: No, but it's like it's funny because you're like, well, theoretically, I can write about anything, but also with this weird disclosure hanging there every time, it starts to feel strange.
0: What is something that you've been wanting to write about the last few months that just haven't had a reason?
2: Ooh, I have. I have an answer to this, and I'm trying to remember what it is. Uh, well, I started this thing that, it, like, well. I guess in the past couple of weeks as opposed to months, where it's just like, I'm $501 million and I'm really glad that I was spent on the Bloomberg campaign rather than like any other possible subject that I could have been spent on. And I keep, I like like this, but this is very sad. I keep tinkering with it. It's like, yeah, but then it keeps just being more money. Like, I I started, when I started the draft, it was like $301 million and now it's like $501. What if?
0: Is the cool? Is the post cool with you? Uh, publishing line throughs. Line throughs? Yeah, so like you write $300 million, $301 dollars million line through five hundred one million dollars. See what I mean?
2: Oh, like actually, there was a phase when our software wouldn't let you do a line yeah, through. Yeah, that's what I was and wondering. So everyone was like, "Oh, P try this is gonna really suck for you." And I'm like, I didn't know I was noted for my line <laughs> through usage, but apparently. So I think not in the headline, I would guess. Okay. But I'm. Sh- through the so what it, David Foster Wallace
0: does was for footnotes. You are for line throughs.
2: I don't think I am, but I'll take it.
0: I think you are that. Um, I like you quite a bit. Your new book, your new book slash old collections. Yeah. Nothing is wrong, and here is why. June twenty twenty, uh, buy it for your Republican dad. Buy I'll it love for it. any dad. Buy it for all the dads. Mandatory dad piece. Yeah. Inherit the windbag at the Atlas Theater by Mosaic Theater, March eleventh through the 29th, And then the musical.
2: It's just having like a, an, a quote unquote industry twenty nine hour reading, which I'm assured is like a cool thing to have. Cool. Uh. And we're hoping that we can interest someone in producing it. And we're doing, but the readings are like 11 a.m. and like 3 p.m. And I'm like, is this how it's supposed to be done? And they're like, trust me. yes.
0: This is is how the industry works. I hope, Uh, yeah. um, Enjoy. Are you traveling anymore for the campaign?
2: Um, I think I'm going to travel to Virginia for (laughs) Super Tuesday.
0: Enjoy your Tuesday night. I will not ask you who you hope to win because clearly Woodrow Wilson is not in this race and Jim Davis has decided to not go into politics. It's very disappointing. Although
2: Mike Pence has a lot of Jim Davis merchandise.
0: Does he really? Yeah, of
2: course he's a proud Hoosier. Yeah.
0: He's nuts, right? Jim Davis.
2: I don't know. He's
0: got to be nuts.
2: I, I, I don't want to speak to Jim Davis. You're a
0: very <laughs> diplomatic person. Thank you so much. I'm going to take the mic away from you All right. and shake Have your hand. Have the mic. Thank you. I appreciate it. Enjoy your day. I love your skirt. Kevin, come on up, man. This is how uh dumb I am these days. I uh every time I just see a person I I'm assuming that whatever piece of clothing they're wearing, they're from that area. So i like, "Oh, you're from Milwaukee?"
3: "Oh, I yeah, I'm wearing a Brewers hat cuz it matches my shoes." Uh
0: which yeah. makes sense, because you're an adult, and that's how people oh, yeah, do it. Yeah, it's all about styles. You're not like a teen, or like a 12-year-old. Yeah,
3: no. I mean, technically, it's cultural appropriation, but <laughs> I, I, like the ha- I like the Brewers. They're probably number four, number five on the list of 30, Lame, you know? Name number five. Okay, number five is
0: Brewers, number four. Oh, wait,
3: you know what? Brewers are probably four. Then we go three Nats, two Rockies, one Yankees.
0: So you're from New York.
3: Yeah, originally.
0: Okay, when did you leave New York.
3: When I was eight, I moved to Colorado, and then I lived there for a bit. And then I, I've moved, to, I've lived in New York kind of, twice. So in it's the last fair to say that you're a
0: huge fan of old school hip hop.
3: Yeah, no, I think that's probably what I'm most well known for. That's what I yeah. assume. Yeah, I'm my... big in the West Side East Side fight. Um, Kevin, you know, how old are you? Me and Tupac go way back. So
0: how old are you, Kevin? How old am I? 27. 27. Oh, what a good age.
3: Oh man, it is. Not going as well as I was hoping. <laughs> what, did,
0: what did you think was going to happen?
3: I thought I was going to be uh, the most famous person in the world by now. That was the goal. I thought I'd be president, and then it turns out you can't even run till you're you, like you thirty-five. You thought
0: you'd be Ronaldo famous at twenty-seven? More than I more, would say more. Double than. Ronaldo. People would
3: know my last name. That's, That's how great. is who the fuck is Ronaldo? That's who, great. Cristiano. Is that who we're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so people would know my first name and my last name That's in this good fantasy world.
0: I love this. Now your hat, beautiful colors. Your shoes, beautiful colors. Why is some muted in the middle?
3: You know, here's the thing: is early. Okay, I suggest for the listeners at home. I mean, you guys are all fans of my body, but so you know what I'm wearing on top of it. Uh, I've got like a blue and yellow Nike custom shoe, high top with custom. yeah, I went on the on the fucking custom page, and uh, they're great. They definitely have them not customized, but I was I wanted to feel some ownership or sure. autonomy. You know, when I'm not writing, it's like, well, maybe I can you know make something happen. Uh, so that's same colors for the hat, but I'm wearing what is this? A white, a white and gray baseball shirt and khakis. That's right. Um, so people know me for my fashion. Uh, I don't know. I think I just decided I switched up because I've tried wearing like a blue and yellow shirt. With the stuff, it's too much. So
0: you look like a coloring book before it was colored version of a stand-up comic, and, yep. then, and then a kid who's a huge Brewers fan was like, "I'm going to draw the shoes and the hat only." Yep, exactly. And I mean that as a compliment. Thank you.
3: That's, they say white is not slimming, and so I uh, <laughs> I try and you know I'm playing in I'm trying to be Hollywood fat and real life fat. I'm trying to get right in that image. Doesn't
0: think you're not real life fat anymore.
3: Not yet. I'm working on it. Okay. Uh, what'd,
0: you eat last, what'd you eat last night? Let's go through the list. What
3: did I have last night? I'm actually trying to get better in shape because I looked in a mirror by accident recently. And you're this
0: second person that said looked in the mirror by accident today. The other was Jesse Marner-Rick.
3: Hey, you know what? She probably stole that fucking line. All right, Jesse, you listening? I'm coming for you.
0: She'll be back here at 8 p.m. tonight.
3: All right. I mean, I don't really care that much. <laughs> but uh, Jesse's great. Hey, check her out on Twitter. Um, no, I mean, yeah, I looked, I, I, like, I, I, what did I eat last night? I had, um, so I have a deal with myself where this year I'm not eating French fries or soda, because those are my two main food groups. Sure. And, uh, but the problem is that I still like fried food. So yesterday someone was like, do you want any French fries? And I was like, I'm actually not eating French fries this year. So then I ordered 14 mozzarella sticks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> But I was hungry, you know. And Do you know
0: cheese has more calories than potatoes? Yeah, let's not fun. get into okay.
3: the logistics of it. It's more of a spiritual thing. So uh, it's
0: just like onion rings and onion club ring, soda. Onion rings, a lot of
3: onion rings, club soda, lots and lots of the old La Croix, La Croix, whatever you want to call it. Um, I had something for dinner. I made food. I've been making breakfast potatoes, but That's those great. in olive oil. So That's it's good. similar
0: to a fry,
3: Similar to a fry, but, but not I, as long. You know what I do? I put the olive oil in, then I put the potatoes in and get a little fry going. Put in boiling water. It boils the potatoes. Gets that healthier, I have no idea what that means, healthier potato mix. Sure. You know? Throw in every spice I have. <laughs> no idea if it's helpful. We're going turmeric, black pepper, cayenne pepper, chili pepper, smoked paprika, black pepper, lemon pepper. And I think something in there has got to burn some way. Sure. Yep, that's it. I don't know who's the food guy? Is he still here? Can he tell me if that helps? He left. He I came up here and he was like, This guy knows more than me about food probably. (laughs) (laughs) Just looking at his stomach. He gets
0: it. Where do you live?
3: I live uh, on the 8th Street corridor, right by the old Union Station. I think it's great. It's one of my favorite spots. Yeah, that's great. It's a good, good environment. Why are you in
0: Washington D.C.? Some might not know this, but this is our nation's capital.
3: This is, um, you know, for now.
0: uh, (laughs) You hope it moves?
3: I, I mean, I just think it's going to move back to New York. It's going to be just one. It's going to be that block right off of Columbus Circle where Trump Tower is. I th- not uh, to be very clear, I don't think Trump's going to move it there. I think Bernie's going to move it there after he gets elected to kind of like reclaim the country. Uh, he wants to get back to New York. I think um,
0: so no- that's the most subversive Bernie bro comment I've heard yet. I don't hate it. You know what?
3: We need more. Subver- we need more subtle Bernie Bros. I think we're done with the loud <laughs> Bernie Bros. I'm so sick of like. There's si- we're every Bernie bro is just someone who looks like me, who's just like a. Like an angry. You could have just stopped dude. Him up there. Yeah it's, yeah, it's that, but I mean, have you ever heard of Bro- Bernie Bro's shut the fuck up? No. So you kind of have to keep going with it. I hate it. I love him so much. I think he's right, but I hate every other person that likes him. It's the same as you ever hear AOC talk. It's like, all right, shut up. You're right, but you're who are you? Hermione Granger? You know what I mean? Like, that's. She's the girl in your lit class that you hate because she asks for homework. That's who she is.
0: You know, I wrote a book about professional wrestling. To think that I don't understand... You wrote a
3: book about professional wrestling and you own a tie? That's a weird thing. You know what I
0: mean? Uh, There's every single person that I know that likes professional wrestling. We all have so much hatred of self. Right. It's the same thing. We're all the same.
3: Yeah. I mean, I like me. It's just the other pretty person. Same. (laughs) Um...
0: Yeah, why are you in D.C.?
3: Why am I in D.C.? Well, uh, a few years ago, I moved to the old New York City, and then I gave up, and I'm back. Yeah, good call. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, it wasn't going great. Uh, no, my girlfriend got a job back here, so we moved back down, and there's just more like opportunities for paid stand-up work and stuff. She's a teacher or well, that's, administrator, that's I guess. That's nice. Yeah.
0: Why do you hold the mic like that?
3: Why do I hold it like this? I'm just very comfortable with it. I hold, for those of you listening in at home, the reason my mic probably keeps cutting in and out is I'm holding it from the yeah, bottom of the board. Yeah, for those
0: of you trying to listen at home. Yeah. If he's you're holding it like an audio engineer's nightmare. Right,
3: yeah. And that's partially so that people come to the live shows, you know? It's a marketing technique. They're like, well, I want to hear the other half of what he said. Uh... I don't know. I think I just, I like, I don't like the, like when you have it, your hand around it like this. That feels very unnatural. I'm
0: not trying to change you. I'm just asking why you got to the point that you. I'm not, and this is
3: not be, do I sound defensive? Yes, very much. You're a Bernie Bro. The whole crowd, both of them, are saying I'm very defensive right now. That's, no, I hold it from the bottom so I can wiggle it like a Gary Sheffield bat. You know what I mean? You ever see Gary Sheffield bat as a kid? Is this
0: the new – I like you had, had, had to add as a kid. So now if we watched it
3: – I bet Gary still wiggles his bat. I saw a Twitter video of him just like knocking 500-foot bombs
0: still. That's how long steroids last. The, that's a really great tag, and I wish I had it. Uh, <laughs> the only person I want to see that used to play baseball on social media is Sammy Sosa. He's not – he's never on. It's a bummer. There's a reason for that. You well, don't he, know if he's on. He does not look the same in any way.
3: Oh, yeah, he did. I think it's... A, is it a disease or is it Nope. A, oh, is it like yep. just a...
0: Mm-hmm. For those of you who
3: don't know, Google it. Um, Why are you but, doing that? I don't know. I like kind of you know engaging the internet. I have a lot of websites. I own Sammy Sosa's whitenow.com, and so <laughs> I got to get some traffic to it. Uh, no, Sammy's weird, man. Nobody votes for him for the Hall of Fame, which upsets me because he's like... Like When you were a kid, did you know a baseball player besides him and Mark McGuire? That's the thing. Do you think McGuire will ever get in? No. I don't think either of them will ever get in, although in my book, they both should be because it's the Hall of Fame. It's not the Hall of who's the best player. It's who was the most famous player.
0: You know? No, I 100% agree. He belongs in...
3: Shoeless Joe, put Pete Rose in. I know Pete Rose is a piece of shit. Ty Cobb was a racist. Fucking give them their own hall. There shouldn't
0: be a Hall of Fame until like forty seven, anyways. It's all lies.
3: What, before 47? I mean, no, yes. but you
0: got to be able to have the guys from both
3: MLB and the Negro Leagues in there. You got Cool Papa Bell. We're talking, you know what I mean? Like, there are all these incredible players. I don't disagree. Josh Gibson. There should be a whole wing for Josh Gibson. No, they should. He was a catcher with 800 home runs. Burn the
0: whole place down and just put the Sammy Sosa wing. Yeah. And it's just cool. cool oh, you think they should cool just stuff. be a Sammy
3: Sosa wing? Yeah. <laughs> But when you open it, it's just like corks that he put in to substitute for a real wing.
0: The Sammy Sosa wine cork bar yeah. would be amazing.
3: This segment is for nobody, by the way. There's no hey, one listening. It's, me. it's just for you. Great, I love it. Do you think
0: it. this show has been anything other than just for me? No, no, no. no. I've for seen. There's nobody here. It years. is you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about that. I no, I agree.
3: I mean, I uh, man, I love baseball so much. I think it's so fun to talk about, and nobody likes it. And it makes it that's so hard true. to do. No, sorry, nobody at an audience in a show I've done likes that's it. That's true, and it's frustrating. Everyone like wants to hear about other stuff. I'm like, I, I got 15 minutes on John Sterling, dude. You know, I want to talk baseball announcers.
0: I'm a Cubs fan, so sorry. It's great. The best thing besides the rickets, only the best thing about <laughs> the best thing about the Cubs. Uh, A World Series victory in the last six months has been the Houston Astros shooting scandal. Because now you could nullify the Astros. Now you can nullify the Red Sox. Therefore, the last two World Series champions are the Nats and the Cubs.
3: Right. That's a good
0: world. Isn't it?
3: Yeah. I really wish they would uh, completely take away those championships from the Astros. How do you... And the Red Sox.
0: How do you not... Yeah, how do you deal with this if you're the commissioner? At this oh, it's
3: super easy. I'm so glad you asked. I've been, I memorized Buster <laughs> Olney's answer from ESPN tonight, or Baseball tonight. Uh, I, I think that what you have to do is, one, the problem is he granted everyone immunity to talk about it, and then, but they are the guilty parties. Yeah. So, like, there's all these guys, like, Alex Bregman should get a 60-game suspension, you know what I mean? So you think that's enough? I think it should be, like, one, the title shouldn't count, obviously, it should be, or have an asterisk next to it, you know? Secondly, I think that anytime time they're up, somebody should have to hit a trash can throughout every at-bat. Which will happen. And somebody wrote, I think it was Joel Sherman had an article uh, where he wrote that they shouldn't be allowed to have any home games in the playoffs. And I like that, but I want to take it a step further. I don't think they should be allowed to have any home games. I think they should have to play on the road in Triple A. I think they shouldn't be allowed to be a major league team anymore.
0: Is that an overreaction? No, Possibly. I'm trying, to think, I'm trying to think if that actually punishes them.
3: No, oh, they would do very well, but
0: that's the thing. Like,
3: I don't really care about how they do. I care about the Yankees getting a title.
0: How about this? The Marlins play now in Houston, and the Astros now play in Miami.
3: Wouldn't it be such a bummer for Jeter if all of a sudden, like, the Marlins Stadium starts selling out? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was just the team. It had nothing to do with the market at all. That could work. They, I mean, honestly, I bet they'd get a good turnout if they were in Miami, just because, like, the hatred turnout. No, I mean I think people just like good baseball more than they like bad baseball. I Who's went, excited about Brian Anderson? You I went know? to
0: the two mo. I went to a Marlins game last year mm-hmm. against the other lowest, uh, not ranked but lowest attended team. It was the Rays Marlins game.
3: Oh man, the Florida rivalry. Rays-
0: uh, this is the thing that like, kind of bums me out. Like, almost everyone on the field was under 25. It was like watching a Futures game. It was yeah, weird. Yeah. But
3: it's nobody who's going to really be no, a part of the future. It was <laughs> it's all the guys sad. who couldn't get into the Futures And game. we were like
0: two, three rows in. It was like $10 to get in. And in front of us were like four Uber fans who like fucking hated their team. That's so funny. And they were all just reminiscing about like 2003 when they were like six.
3: Yeah. I cool. mean, I, I'm I a Rockies fan, so I know that feeling of just you hating guys are your team. in the team. playoffs like we every were, other year. We've gotten better of late. But when I was a kid, dude, we were terrible until 07. Andres
0: Galarraga, that's cool.
3: <laughs> Andres was a slightly before my time. Uh, but, yeah, no, they were very – they had a lot of hitters. But who was our best pitcher? Ubaldo, you know what I mean. For half a season, and then he came in with like a four fifty ERA. In I the knew we were going to talk about this specifically oh, today. Do you have written down just Ubaldo? <laughs> <laughs> just random random random. Kevin stats. Hat and Ubaldo.
0: <laughs> Who's your favorite brewer?
3: My favorite brewer. Good cue. Uh, I feel like Yelich is the easy answer. Mine is Braun because he likes to cheat. Braun's baby. fun. I like that. You know. Um,
0: Yes, Mani left. Who else is, Yo- is there? Is Yellick the guy from Mr. Robot? <laughs> is, I've never seen Mr. Robot. Is he the guy that played Freddie Mercury in the Queen movie? Is he the new Bond villain? I just want to see
3: how many different tags he has for the thing. Three. I, mean, I have three. three. Three? Yeah. Bond I villain. I mean, I, I feel like Yellick is like a. Doesn't that. Like, isn't. Like, I don't think. I think he looks good. That's not, I wasn't saying he's ugly. You were, you were saying that he, he looks like another man. That's the only is thing. Really, I, you is, that, is that up an ugly. actor? Is that the same actor in those three things? Or yes. Just, oh. Look, guys, I don't know a lot about pop culture, okay? <laughs> I, can, I can talk about the Yankees' top prospects. You want to talk Clark Schmidt? Let's get into it. But I don't know about Mr. Robot or anything. Do you like
0: the new Yankee Stadium?
3: No, I think it's one of the worst decisions. Do you really? I mean, I love watching the Yankees. I love being in the Bronx. But the problem is that everything is like, it's little gated communities inside of the stadium. So it's like you buy your tickets for whatever, Section 416. But the real deal is you get like, you also have to buy a pass for the Jack Daniels Whiskey Suite. And that's where you can buy ribeye or whatever. It's like, and then everyone is in these little indoor spaces watching on a TV while there's a game
0: outside. Why are you there? What is that voice you just did? Uh, it's called Anger. It's okay. an angry voice, but comedic. Uh, I, I didn't realize it was like that. It sounds like a football stadium in a way.
3: Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's like people, this, you know, some people are out watching stuff, but it, it just is a weird setup. It feels very segmented. Which favorite park? Core is probably just because of the yeah. memories. I think if Camden had a baseball team, I w- it would be my favorite oh, park.
0: Oh, that's mean. Is it? Yeah.
3: I mean, can you think of anyone in Baltimore who wouldn't agree with me? It's a beautiful stadium, yeah, and they don't put up a product. It's the third best. <laughs> I mean, you lose Jonathan Villar. Do, uh, they could have. I just wish they would do something just to make the division interesting.
0: I think that's the best way to end it.
3: Let's do it. Yeah, we're going to close on the on the Orioles, you know, kind of put our eyes to the future. <laughs>
0: Kevin, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. I enjoy your shoes and I enjoy your hat and everything in the middle is pretty okay too. All right. Well, thank you so much. All right. All right. I'm going to take this microphone. I'm going to hit stop. I'm going to hit play on here. Tommy, how are you?